Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. We were actually the first year, it was the academy, um, so 98 I started and um, so obviously I'd done my school of excellence, gone to Lily Shaw, played for England and at 16 came back to City to, to do my um, my scholarship and, and my pro. Um, and yeah, we were the first academy, so it, it all changed when we came in. It changed from sort of the A and B team and the reserves. It changed then to the 17s, 19s and um, the reserves then. So it was all right. It was okay. Um, it, it, it probably helped us that we were all from different places. So well, I, was from, I was the only one from central Manchester. The rest of the lads were from all over the place. So um, it probably helped that we had different, you know, different cultures and different types of people in the group. What What are your memories of, of that time? I mean, coming through. Memories of that time, really happy time. The club was uh, buzzing. It, it, it was weird because City had gone down to the old third division, um, but the atmosphere around the club was still quite upbeat. The youngsters were highly thought of, and we had a load of youngsters in the reserves. We just had too many first team players. Um, I'm sure you'll remember um, but the buzz was still there there was still 30 odd thousand turning up at Main Road there were still fans turning up at our games at Platt Lane um, so the buzz around the club never kind of stopped even though they'd gone down the leagues um, and I just remember it being a really happy time to be in Manchester and be playing for City Now obviously um, you know, coming through the ranks you've got uh, several, several City bosses around at your time mm-hmm. um, who would you say was the most influential for you? Oof, uh, gosh, um, I'd have to say Joe Royal. Um, and the only reason is he was probably there the longest that I was there. Um, coming up through Centre of Excellence, you had Alan Ball, Steve Koppel for like 30 days or whatever it was. <laughs> um, a number of bosses, but Joe Royal was the one when I started my in the academy and the other lad started in the academy. He was the one who, who was the boss. That's what we call him now. Now, obviously, we, we look at academies as they are today, and uh, how, how do they differ to what kind of you went through at the time? Were you, I mean, were you, were you still of the generation where you were cleaning boots to, uh, to earn your stripes? We cleaned boots for about two months, and then they came in one day and said, you don't have to do it anymore. And we actually, if, if you ask any of the lads, that we actually went, why? Um, they just said, you don't have to do it anymore, you don't have to do the cleaning. So it kind of took away. At that time, we were cleaning the boots of the first team, and... It was our link to them, because we didn't train together. We did running together, but we didn't actually train together. So it was our link to them, and they, it kind of took the link away. Um, now, whatever you thought of, you know, initiation, hazing, whatever it may be, it, it wasn't bad enough to say, right, they shouldn't be cleaning boots anymore. In my opinion, I think they should have kept it, um, but they didn't. Um, so, it, it, you know, it was, it was different. It was different to, from what we knew. And I think now... I mean, they, the lads get everything done for them. From the age of eight, they're picked up from the door, they're taken to training, and then they're taken home. I used to have to get two buses just to go and train for Trafford and play for Trafford, you know, in, at six o'clock on a Saturday morning. Um, and I think it, for me, it, it, 
it takes away a bit of the fight. If you go and watch um, under 23 games in particular now, there's no fight in the game. It doesn't really matter to the lads. They're playing against all the mates and they don't really care about the result of the, of the, of the game. Um, I just think there's been a bit of a competitive edge taken away from moving from the 18s up to the next level because when we were doing it, we were going from under 18s to the reserves and if you're playing in reserves you're playing against guys who were trying to get back in their first team so they were at it and you were at it because you look challenge of playing against them, maybe a Premier League player or a Championship player so I think that's been taken away from the lads and I feel sorry for them because a lot of them are going to get to the point where they're 20, 21 they'll have played 100, 100 games in the 23s but no men's football and the 23s uh, matches they're, they're not they're not um, they don't rep replicate what happens at the next level at all. When you look at, at City's current setup and, and the squad as it is now, do you think that it's difficult for young players to break into that? It is, but in saying that, it was hard for us to break into... I mean, if you look at when we started our scholarship, like I said, we had maybe um, you know between 50 and 60 pros, maybe even more. So it was hard for us to break in. Um, where I do think it, that it's set up for them now is financially they're, they're set, so they have no worries at all financially they can go and focus on their football again where's the incentive there's incentives to get in the first team where's the financial incentive if you're really comfortable in your life are you being challenged and are you being you know is there a bit of carrot being used basically to get you in, to try and get in the first team um so i think i feel sorry for the lads i do i feel sorry for them because i think this academy it's it's strangulation you had a cousin at City uh, for a while with AD. Um, did he ever offer you any advice, that sort of thing? Um, not really. We never had that kind of relationship, me and AD. I mean, I saw AD every now and then, but when he was coming up, he was out and about doing his thing. I remember him coming to the house in his car once and thinking, oh, I want a car like that. Um, and, and AD did really well at City and went on to have his own career. Um, but he, I never kind of went to AD for advice. I had enough people around me. Um, you were friends, family. Um, coaches, scouts who, who I could ask uh, advice for and um, an AD had, had long gone and, and carried on with his career. Just looking back for yourself, um, your first team debut came uh, kind of at short notice didn't it, there was a, yeah. an injury to Sean Gosey. Yeah, funnily enough well I'd gone in um, the week before and I'd actually sat in front of Arthur Cox and Kevin Keegan and I just said to them I was, I was playing in the reserves regularly, I was scoring goals, I said is there anything else I can do to get in the first team? And to be fair to them, they said, not really. You're doing everything we've asked. Just, you've got the likes of Darren Huckabee, Paul Dickov, Sean Gold. Yeah, I had those guys in front of me. He said, just be patient, you'll get your chance. I went away and scored a hat-trick against Bradford in the reserves. And lo and behold, I was in the squad because we had injuries. And then on top of that, just before half-time, Sean Gold goes down and I come on and have a chance within 30 seconds. Um, so it, it did, it came fast. But we were always told from the age of 16, when you get your chance, be ready for it. Were you disappointed that it didn't really work out at City? Yeah, of course. Of course, I wanted to... In my head, when I signed my schoolboy forms at 14, it was it, it, to me, it was right progression into the youth team, the reserves, the first team, and to you know play for a good while for City, and, and however long that may have been. Um, so, yeah, I am disappointed, or was disappointed, should I say, at the time. But um, you live and you learn, and uh, life goes on. And you know you have to continue doing what you do. What do you make of, of where the club is at now from the one that you left? <laughs> it's a totally different club. It's on another level. Um, I've been to the training ground. I've got a load of mates who, who coach there. Some of the old the old old heads are still there. Very very 
small amount, but some of them are still there. And it is, it's just on another level. It's The money's obviously helped, but I think what the, the, the great thing that they're doing is the infrastructure they're setting. They're setting in there, and you know it's it's benefiting the area too. So it's benefiting Manchester, and you can't, you know, you can't, you can't hammer that. You know, there's nothing you can say about that, but good things. And uh, just what are you up to these days? Uh, so yeah, just the scouting. Um, I've uh, been doing the scouting for about 18 months now. Um, as I said, I work with uh, Dame Kelly Homes Trust. We do a number of uh, youth programs with young people to get them back into education, or, or maybe get them back into uh, working or give them the self-confidence and the, the self-belief back. Um, so that's quite rewarding work. And uh, my fingers in a few other pies as well, but it's nothing sort of, uh, of major at the moment. But yeah, since since I left football, it's what do you do next? That's always the question. And uh, I, I actually believe uh, you're not a blue, are you? I'm not, no, never been a blue. Um, my dad was a red, so he, he took me under his ring and I became a red. Um, people always say to me, you know, how could you play for City and United fan? But for me, it was football. And um, City were the first one to spot me, the first one to take me on. And I'll always be grateful for that. Um, but, you know, your allegiance is your allegiance at the end of the day. <laughs> and I mean, did it ever get embarrassing at all? It never got embarrassing. I wouldn't say embarrassing, but um, I mean, we had a bit of a running joke. They'd send us to supporters club meetings. Um, so I remember we had one in Bury, and we went there, me and Sean Wright Phillips, and they sat and introduced Sean Wright Phillips as Ian Wright's son. Everybody cheered and they said, oh, Leon Mike, Manchester born and um, a Manchester United fan and I'd get the booze and that was kind of the running joke. But um, I would say that my record against Man United is um, with Man City, very good.